0: Well, good morning again, and happy Father's Day again. I am uh, Reverend Kathleen Gannon, as your bulletin tells you. I'm the chaplain and director of pastoral care at Bethesda Hospitals down in Boynton. We're part of the Baptist Health South Florida system. And I'm just, I'm so happy to be here with you this morning. I was able to watch the 10 o'clock service last Sunday, and I heard the words of the commissioning as you sent out your pilgrim team. Father Derek, David Dixon, Beth Bosnack, Jonathan Dixon, and 10 of your young people, 10 teenagers. They are on pilgrimage in Nova Scotia. And as you know, a pilgrimage is a time of retreat, deep conversation, service. And it's just a really wonderful growth opportunity for them and for us. When I was in contact with um, Father Derek this week, I commented. I said, you know, some are called to go, like the 14 members of your congregation who are in Nova Scotia today. And others, like us here, are called to send. At the end of your service today, the bulletin says, the sending of the people of God. As you go forth from here, You are sent by God for the work that you are called to do. And you have sent your pilgrims out, and the pilgrims are on a journey that might be even a little more life-changing than what our journeys will be this week. Most of those on your pilgrimage are teenagers, and they are at a biological and developmental stage of their life, figuring out who they are, who God is calling them to be, They're questioning, challenging themselves, challenging their community. And if any of you here have ever parented a teen, boy, they're challenging their parents, aren't they? This is faith formation. This is the work of building faith in our community, learning who we are in God. And by the way, it's not limited to age. At any point in our life, at any point in our journey, we can enter into that pilgrimage kind of searching and questioning and challenging as we come to own the faith that we are given. So faith is often learned from someone trusted, often in their own family, and certainly in their church family. And that pilgrimage that your teens are on and the pilgrimage that we're on is a time and place for that kind of learning. So who were your influences in faith as you were coming to who you are in God? My influences certainly were my parents and our church community in our little town. And and here I want to say a special word about fathers in this process. It's Father's Day, and I hope you're all able to do something that remembers your father, Mine's gone a long time. Those who are father to you, those witnesses in your life that bring that richness and discernment and wisdom, and those fathers who are still figuring all that out, prayers. Today is an important day to recognize the role of parents, and particularly fathers, in faith development in the family. You know, in my family, I don't remember the first time I heard a story about Jesus. I've just been hearing them kind of my whole life. For some of you that may not be true. You, you may have been an adult before you heard a story about Jesus that moved you, that turned you, that shaped you. So how old were you? Who is it that told you about Jesus? What, what stories do you remember? Who proclaimed the good news to you? You know it, Jesus says. As I was thinking about that for myself, I remember being very young in my faith journey and being at a Bible study at the home of one of our parish members. And we were just standing in her kitchen. I remember, I remember exactly where I was. It was a very long time ago. And she just looked at me and casually said, well, you know, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And I thought, wow. That's it, that's real. It's right here in her own kitchen. It's that deep in her. And I remember thinking, yeah, I want to do that too. And so as you think about who proclaimed the good news to you for the first time, Think about how you share that good news with others. This is the gospel today from Matthew, is Jesus' charge to his friends to go and tell the good news. Go, he says, and as you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus says to them, cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out the demons. You received without payment, give without payment. This is the quote from our wonderful new revised standard version of the scripture, solidly translated into contemporary English. But in this case, I kind of prefer the King James Version. Freely you have received, freely give. This passage from Matthew is... In the middle section of Matthew's gospel it's kind of a, a flashback to before the passion and before the death and before the resurrection and Jesus is assembling his team and giving them their marching orders to carry out the word that the kingdom of God is near and I think this passage tells us how to do that too how to give freely without reserve or worry And this passage in Matthew also leans in to the season of Pentecost that we are in. For the disciples at Jesus' feet, it anticipates the power that will come, will come upon these faithful, available, teachable disciples, and upon us, for we know the Pentecost. We are in the season of God's Spirit moving us. We have been summoned. to this work as disciples just as we heard Jesus framing this for his friends. Jesus has been recruiting. He's been putting together his team. And and he's kind of summarizing it now for us. You know, he says, okay, here's who we've got. First, we've got Simon, known as Peter. He is a rock. And his brother Andrew, and thank goodness Andrew brought Peter, to us. We have James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, the sons of thunder, we call them. Those two are a handful, but they're bold. We have Philip and Bartholomew. We have Thomas. And look, we got Matthew, the tax collector, on our team. You know from last week's Gospel how people thought about tax collectors. No. But Jesus pulled him in and is ready to send him out. So then, Jesus says, we've got James, the other James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon from from Cana, and we have Judas Iscariot. Now, we know Judas was the one who betrayed Jesus. But at that time, boy, he was all in. And so they were named, this is Jesus' team, the apostles and so we are named and sent out to do the most amazing things go Jesus says to us proclaim the good news that God has come in Christ Jesus into this world so here's what we're to do go cure the sick raise the dead ca- cleanse the lepers cast out the demons how in the world are we supposed to do that, either literally or figuratively? Cure the sick. Well, maybe there are some doctors in this room, dentists, nurses, aides, technicians, therapists. Maybe you have a role in the medical field that cures people every day. And you have a role maybe as a caregiver, someone in your own family that you are bringing back to health. Or maybe, as the hymn says, there is a balm in Gilead to cure the sin-sick soul. And so we are called to cure those who are sick with love, with patience, and kindness as the balm. Raise the dead. You know, I do know CPR. And many of you do as well. And we have been witness to the incredible medical opportunities today. Don't always work, but wow when they do. But also, raise those who are dead to this life, dead to the joy, dead to the challenges of relationship. By reaching out to others with God's grace and God's peace, you bring them life. Cleanse the lepers. There are, indeed, leper colonies in our world today. But who is it in our society that we won't touch? In your community, in your neighborhood, in your family, who is it that needs that touch of healing, those healing hands? Will you share your water of baptism? cast out the demons? Will you cast out the demons of materialism and violence and degradation? And will you respect the dignity of every human being? We will, with God's help. That is our baptismal covenant. That's what we are called to do. And now we get set to go forth from here and share the stories and the kindness, and the peace of God. For the kingdom of God is here, and we carry it forward. You know, we do this personally, person to person, family member to family member, neighbor to neighbor. We go as the Episcopal branch of the Jesus movement, and you go as part of the team here at Good Shepherd. You are even as we speak, building a roof on St. Raphael's Church after the hurricane in Fort Myers. The workers are out there right now because of you. You have been feeding the children of Bondo Haiti. I'm a witness to that as part of that team. You, in just the last week, fed 219 people in 66 families right here in this community who needed food in one week. Not to mention what you do every day with St. George's. And you have here at Good Shepherd what we're calling this morning a robust outreach program. I'd be, we'd be here all day if I named everything you do. And so that is what we are called to do. For the harvest is plentiful. We all know someone for whom you might be the person who shares the love of God with them. Through the work of this church, through your work personally, we are all laborers in the field of Jesus. And so take that peace with you as you leave here today and go out into the fields for harvest. At the end of this service, there is a line in your bulletin that says, the sending of God's people. So we will go today. Maybe not as far as Nova Scotia. But go forth, Jesus says, in my name. Freely, freely, you have received. Freely, freely give Go in my name and because you believe Others will know that I live Amen